Excuse me. You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. You, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome to the Tree of Will podcast with Brian and Jesse. We are finally back on air. We've taken a short hiatus. They have no idea. They don't even know. <laughs> we haven't recorded anything in like three, four weeks. It's been crazy. Well, we recorded, but it sucked. So Yeah. That's that's the thing. Because what was it? Oh, yeah. We still have to go back and do the Princess Bride. Yeah. Shh. It won't matter by the time this comes out. It'll be all right. Maybe we still won't have it out. I actually don't know. Yeah, we need to do that, don't we? Yeah, we're, we're um, just a little behind. <laughs> or we have to recheck the Princess Bride that we did already and see if... Uh, it doesn't matter. We, we don't have to talk about that now. No, no. <laughs> anyway, it's great to be back. Great to be back. If you survived the Predator podcast, we're glad to have you. If not, well, then fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> if, they can't handle, if they can't handle a couple sexual tyrannosauruses like us, <laughs> yeah, then they're probably just a bunch of... <laughs> I won't say to this one. We'll Just a couple of slack, John. No way. Yeah, we can leave it alone this time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so last week, yeah, we didn't do a podcast. We went to the Evil Dead musical, which we probably shouldn't talk about too much, I guess. But no, we're going to do a podcast about the Evil Dead, and we'll throw the musical in there. But it was amazing. We highly recommend it. So, yeah. if, if you have a chance to go see the Evil Dead musical, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, if we get a chance to go next year, man, that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, I mean, if they start doing it every year, because. I thought they did a hell of a job, especially after you, because you said you, have you ever seen Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, or do you just don't remember them? I have never seen them. I've seen Army of Darkness plenty of times, but I've never seen Evil Dead 1 or 2, so. Yeah, it seems like you'd have to watch those to to get ready for it, I mean, to kind of get in the mood. Well, I got it enough because I knew what happened from Army of Darkness, well, but. And so Army I, of Darkness runs it all down at the beginning, so yeah, all those yeah. scenes, yeah, all that stuff you see right at the beginning. All scenes from the first two movies. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had a good enough background to know what was going on and not to be, like, shocked. Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of the genius of the, of the third movie because you really don't have to see the other two movies. And the other two movies are so different. Like, it's like when they didn't have the formula all the way, you know, uh, figured out yet. So, the first one's just like a straight horror. I don't think there's much comedy in it at all. And the second one's kind of, kind of comedic, but it's not funny. Like, not, for the most part, it's not very funny. The ending is cool. Uh, but most of the rest of it, not that cool. Yeah, and um, I plan I plan on going back and watching them, but for sure, just uh But that's all we'll get all into that on the actual yeah. Evil Dead. So this podcast. time, I mean, because we're a couple minutes in already, we want to try to keep this one short and sweet so we can play some more Final Fantasy. Um, we watched They Live, nineteen ninety eight. John Carpenter's They Live, eighty eight. Yeah, so not <laughs> not eighty seven. I should have had the. I should already had that up on IMDb. Damn it! When so it I actually pull, came out. So I could, well, no, I'm just saying, like, so I could pull directly from it quickly um, and be able to pull information without having to pick it up afterwards. Uh, yeah, it came out in 1988. It was an hour and 37 minutes long. Um, main actors in the movie, Roddy Piper, who plays George Nada, which, I, do they ever say his last name? No, I don't think so. Did they, how often do they say his first name? Like twice. <laughs> trying to think. Okay, well, uh, does, does Frank, woman... Frank probably says it a few times. Yeah. I'm trying to think, man, because I mean, because maybe they, maybe she says it, you know, when they're when they're trying to find him a job at the beginning. 
Oh, um, the job maybe she says lady. it or something like yeah, that. I don't. Might. I don't know. I'm not positive. Yeah. Either way, like that's his name is not memorable. Frank's name is memorable because because uh, he says Roddy it Piper says it a bunch of times. Yeah. So that's pretty memorable. Yeah. Frank is uh, Frank's played by Keith David. Uh, the uh, I guess the lead female in this in this movie is Meg Foster who plays Holly Thompson. Um. Yeah, and Holly and and, and Meg Foster was she in anything? Um, I know she's done a bunch. Of, I've recognized her face right away. I'm just trying to remember from what. What's your uh, What's your password, by the way? <laughs> I'm not gonna put that on air. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna text it to me? <laughs> you can text it to me. You don't want to tell everybody? Oh, she was on Bonanza. That's where I recognize oh. her from. Ah, that makes sense now. She did a few episodes of Bonanza. Well, she seems kind of familiar, but I, I don't really like her. Especially, she's really weird and bizarre in the movie. But I think that all kind of plays into... I think she's done some Star Trek stuff, too, because I swear I've seen her in something Star Trek. Actually, that does make a little bit of sense. Because she looks so much like somebody that would be... I, I don't know why. Here we go. Let's see what she's done here. Uh, she did... Oh, she was in He-Man? How did I not know she was in oh, He-Man? Oh, yeah. I think that's... <laughs> you, you're talking about the, the Dolph Lundgren He-Man, right? Don't you love that movie? Yes, I do love that. She's the like the witch lady. I yeah, I, I think I remember that now. Um, yeah. Either way, I don't really like her. <laughs> All right, so we probably had to find some structure on this, though. And um, yeah, we're kind of sucking with that at the moment. No, well, it's okay. It's okay. We're still. It's only five minutes in. I mean, <laughs> how bad could this be? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've listened to the other train, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because this one's gonna be fine. We're not redoing this one. This one's gonna be perfect. No, I'm with you. This no, one's gonna be perfect. Gonna Everything's be gonna be fine. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be just fine. All right, so John Carpenter's They Live. Uh, fuck, man, I wish I need to pull up John Carpenter because John Carp didn't he do? Uh, he did Christine and shit, right? I think he did Christine, and he has he has so many horror movies from the eighties. He did. Um, um, he's done so much good stuff. Oh, he's the one like, with Clooney and um, oh, what the hell is that movie called? I can pull it up real quick, but it's but like John Carpenter, Tarantino, and Clooney, and everybody are in it. And uh, Selma Hayek's in it. She plays the stripper in that strip club. Stripsies? No. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, I know what you're talking about now. But John Carpenter directed that. I can't remember what the hell it's you, called. You ser- Hold on yeah. one second. Because I, I think I know what you're talking about. But I, I don't, wanna... Well, I don't think it's a Tarantino movie. I'm pretty sure Carpenter did that. Because huh. John Carpenter is like John Carpenter's vampires. And then there's, like, there's all kinds of stuff Either he's way, done. John Carpenter is a badass. He's, yeah, he's good. I absolutely love John Carpenter. Um, I grew up with, with uh, John Carpenter movies. And because uh, I want to say he did Christine, and I absolutely love Christine. I know um, Stephen King wrote Christine, but he probably he, maybe John Carpenter directed it. Come on, baby, come on, John Carpenter, come up for me. But yeah, so I, I really want to get. I really want to talk about him first, though, before we jump into anything else. Where the fuck is your directing credits, you prick? Here we go. This will tell me. Oh, he did Halloween. And the thing, yeah, I okay, I knew that. Dude, Escape from New York. Have you seen the thing yet? Have you seen the thing yet? I've seen bits and pieces. You're right. He did Christine. You should you should watch the thing, man. Because my I'm, he we, did Big we, Trouble in Little China. I mean, come on. Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. That's so awesome. I, I love that. Escape from <laughs> L.A. He did Starman. I liked Starman. Yeah, Escape from L.A. Oh uh, my god. So yeah, John Carpenter is extremely well known. He's very well known for. Uh, the music scores in his in his movies. Um, he's just a badass, and I I love a lot of his stuff. Uh, he does such a great job. I mean, to to me, he's like on the same level as a 
old Stephen King. Um, or at least he has a lot of he has a lot of big movies that I think that it, you know he does them so well. Yeah, because the thing's amazing. Big trouble in Little China. They live. All right, so we we probably to get to they live so we can get we can get through this quickly. Yeah, we can get the show on the road here. All right, so we have Roddy Roddy Piper, and I'm not sure how many other movies he was ever actually in because he was obviously the wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, this is the only movie that I know of him in. And uh, I think he does a hell of a job. I mean, really, for for he really did pretty good job for a, for a wrestler. Um, for a pretty campy kind of B yeah, movie, it's he did is, pretty good. It's kind of there's some there's some campiness to it. There's some uh, toxic masculinity to it, you know. It's it's yeah, kind but of not so not not bad. I mean, but, especially for the eighties, it's yeah, pretty mundane. For, for the eighties, but like for today, it's kind of like you know, because him and Keith David and Keith David. Oh, I love Keith David. Um, but let's stick with Rowdy Red Piper. I always liked him as a wrestler, and then I saw him in this movie. Thought he did a uh, for for a wrestler. I thought he did a phenomenal job. So um, I never liked him as a wrestler, though. His quotes. I always liked him. His quotes were great in the movie, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, his quotes. Were um, because I guess we're kind of going through the cast right now. And then there's Keith David. So you get, so you got John Carpenter, Roddy Piper, Keith David. Keith David's in all kinds of shit. You know, he was he was in a uh, Men at Work. Oh man, his his role in Men at Work is so funny. I absolutely loved him. He's like, you know, he finds that one politician and he pulls him up. He's like, somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. <laughs> you see Men at Work? I don't know if think you I have, have not because it's like Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, who are. Who are these idiots? Oh yes, yes, trash, yes, yes. Trash I've trash seen that drivers. movie. I don't know how many times I've seen it. It's been so long, but yes, I've seen that like at least three or four times. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. He's so funny in that movie. I absolutely love him. See, I like him from like his other stuff. Like I, I liked him from Riddick and like Pitch him. Black and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's what I like. Pitch him Black, from. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a very small role in Chronicles of Riddick. But still, um, he's in it. He's in Armageddon. He does the Army commercials. I mean, Keith David. Keith David is the, you know, he's in The Thing. It's actually the Navy commercials, but yes. Oh, Navy, it is a Navy commercial, yes. isn't it? I, you know, I meant to say military. Um, I try to keep it pretty generalized. Yeah. But yeah, he's just, I, I love his voice. Great guy. Oh, he was the voice. Yeah. He was the voice of Goliath and Gargoyles. Which is a great cartoon. I absolutely, I wish Gargoyles they bring that back. is like my favorite cartoon. Um, I bought it for the kids and was watching it before. I love Keith David. I'm such a huge Keith David fan. Um, so yeah, so they're just they just go great together. So you get these two guys. Uh, what's what was his name? What was uh, Roddy Roddy Piper's name again? George. George. Yeah, if you care about his so, last yeah, name, so Nada he's, or Nada. He's down on his luck. He's a traveler. You know, he's trying. He's moving around the country, um, trying to find work because he just you know all the, all the jobs are dried up and he's you know he's yeah, having a hard time placement off. and he's basically a bum. They don't say anything about his family. They give you a little bit later about his. Uh, about his childhood but yeah so he f- meets up you know eventually gets a job as a as a construction worker because that must have been like you know that was like his trade and he meets keith david you know and then they they're sleeping outside seeing some weird stuff going around at the church across the street um you know things coming on over the over the the uh the tv you know some kind of a message that's weird what do you think about that one because this is the first time you've seen it right Yes, this is the first time I've seen it. Was there? Were you thinking anything that weird when you know when that first happened, or were you thinking it was going to go the direction it did? I, yeah, I pretty much knew it was going to go the direction it did because I'd seen enough of like the trailers and stuff to kind of know at least generally kind of what was going on. Um, but I, my big thing was: were they going to give you any backstory on like the aliens? Were they? How much were they really going to tell you? Because I know it's not the longest movie in the world. Um, so I just didn't know how much backstory I was going to get out of that. Yeah, and, and, and since the story is basically from Roddy Roddy Piper's viewpoint, you can't get that much unless you just straight info dump it. 
Yeah. And you get a little bit later, you know, when they finally make it to, uh, I don't know, the alien, whatever. I have no idea what the hell. I don't know if they were on like some kind of a spaceship or exactly how that worked. Um, yeah, or it's like their fortress or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they talk about where they gather planets, but yeah, we, okay, we, we haven't got we haven't got there just yet. Yeah. So he ends up. And I, this movie as a kid, it freaked me out. You know, I loved the main theme. I, I love the main theme. You know, it always freaked me out when I was a kid because as soon as like uh, you know, they end up getting raided, and then he eventually breaks back. He, he breaks back in the church again for a second time and finds some glasses. You know, and puts them on finally, and you start seeing everything. Everything he looks at. You know, you see, you know, instead of, if it has something to do with uh, some kind of a government message, you know, it says obey. If it's like a, some kind of a sex message, it's, you know, re- marry and reproduce. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's like all the subliminal messages. He can see all the subliminal messages from the aliens. And he can also see the aliens. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> which I think, you know, the, the aliens, when I was a kid, man, they freaked me out. Um, they used to, I, 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 remember, I remember watching it one time when it was definitely, it was like in the middle of the night and it, I don't know. I don't know if I had a bad dream from it, but it definitely definitely scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and it looked to me it was kind of cool because I mean they were aliens, yes, but they looked more like zombies. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, and then and then he just because he's you know at first he's all happy go lucky. You know, he's like ah, you just you know you just gotta work hard and everything will kind of work its way out. Yeah. And everything's fine. I still believe in America. <laughs> yeah, I still believe in America. It's really hokey. Yes, like, everything's real hokey. And then he gets the glasses and he's like. You know, he's like, I put these glasses on. You know, when you, everybody got ugly. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know, calling her formaldehyde face, and you know, he's like, you look like your head fell in uh, fell the cheese dip from 1957. Yeah, whatever. You know, he's just he's just ridiculous. Um, but I, I love it because then he, you know, and then he comes in there and gets that shot after he kills some cops. Um, you know, he, he gets that shotgun, he goes in the bank, and he's like, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I fucking love <laughs> That's it. That's a great Like, line. it's just, I know it's goofy, um, but, like, it's it's funny. Like, he goes from that, like, happy-go-lucky character to, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type of one-liners, you know? Like, and that's what's so, it's yeah, so well does. done, because it's... That's such an '80s thing. All the one-liners and the oh yeah, you know the 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 rant, you know the Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and this one Rowdy Rowdy Piper. The one-liners are hilarious because um, a lot of it he's like, "Daddy don't like tattletales," yeah. or, or "Mama don't, Mama like, don't like tattletales." <laughs> you know, there's just there's so much goofy shit in it. Like it's it's just ridiculous. And then eventually, like you know, you fast forward a little bit from that, you get you get to him and Keith David their fight scene. Which, from my understanding, is supposed to be one of the greatest fights in film history or something like that. It's one of the longest, for sure. It has to be one of the longest, right? Yeah, it almost got comically long. It, it, well, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, there's, a, there's like an old school Clint Eastwood one. <sighs> Who the fuck was he fighting? I can't remember now. Um, there's some uh, there's some uh, John Wayne ones that are kind of like that, too. Yeah. Because like, this is... It, it's pretty ridiculously long, but it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it looks oh, good for the, for the 80s. Yeah, you dirty <laughs> motherfucker. He tries to punch him in the balls. <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Piper tries to punch Keith David in the balls. Uh, that part's hilarious. Um, there's just a ton of there's just a ton of funny stuff. Like you don't, you know, maybe you don't get a maybe you don't get too much uh, character development, but you don't have that many characters, so you can kind of focus on them a little bit, you know, and what and what's going on in their head. Um, and it doesn't get fleshed out a lot. It's not. I think it would have been a better movie, actually, if it would have been a two-hour movie, because you could have fleshed it out a little bit more. This is one of those, and some movies are good, or better if they would make them shorter. This one would definitely, I think, be a little bit better if it was longer, just to flesh stuff out a little more. 
Uh, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, now, that might be right. I guess I should, before the big fight, he, you know, to get away from the cops and, and he goes in there, you know, he goes in the bank and he kills all those people. He ends up finding that girl and he has her taken back to, his, you know, her place to hide him out. And then uh bitch calls, you know, throws him out the window and calls <laughs> cops on him. You know, that's the crazy, what was her, Meg Foster or something like that? Yeah, that's her, that's her name, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get that piece and then you get him coming back to Keith David after, you know, after he almost dies. And then they beat the shit out of each other so bad, they're almost basically dead. They're walking around like zombies. <laughs> yeah, Faces are all funny. puffed up. Blood's all over them. And they're, like, trying to – like, it's total, like, conspiracy theory stuff, right? Yeah, total. That's what it looks like. It looks like, you know, they'd have, like, tinfoil hats. And <laughs> yes. Be, like, in that kind of thing because everybody's, like, you know, everybody's in suits and they look all nice. And these guys look like shit trying to get the worst hotel. And they just kind of hide out in the hotel, you know, getting ready for uh, getting ready for whatever they're going to do. You know, whatever kind of plan they can come up with. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I'm trying to think of where they go from there. Um, they end up, uh, they go to that one meeting. They end up running into some guys from earlier in the film, go to some kind of meeting to try to, you know, help, you know, like a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat type of meeting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One so of it is like, how do we get the word out? How do we get these glasses out? You know, that allows us to see everybody and that crazy bitch is there again. And then they get raided, you know, and like everybody either gets killed or captured. Um, and then they, you know, I guess this is pretty Pretty quick rundown, but at the same time, I mean, hell, it's, it's what, what else? I mean, what yeah. else really happens? You know, then they have like this malfunctioning watch from the aliens that ends up giving them a portal to the aliens' main base, which I'm guessing is some kind of a spaceship. They both jump in. Um, <laughs> what pisses me off? One of the the ending does kind of piss me off a little bit um, in terms of what happens. But damn, you know, they both they both get in there, and there's some funny scenes in there. You know, you find you see some other people from earlier in the movie who have switched sides and are helping the aliens bunch of motherfuckers exactly how humans would act yes exactly. they would start you know there would be some people that would be on the alien side um so there probably could be aliens right? there could be lizard people they could be real <laughs> yes um yeah so they so they go through there their, their big plan is okay let's you know they end up running into that fucking girl again you know the girl who oh, meg foster again you know they're think gonna, by now they'd learn you think because every time they run into her bad shit happens yeah every single time and she talks so weird she talks like she is an alien even though she's not an alien yeah so then their big plan is like, okay, let's just interrupt the signal, which they have no idea even what that would do, really. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then they start going up the, the the stairs, and she fucking kills Keith David, which pisses me off. Yeah. I love Keith David. I love Frank. I was a great character. And she just kills him. And then, you know, and then he ends up you know, shooting the thing. He kills her, uh, shoots, the, shoots the satellite, and he gets killed, too. I know. That's like total spoiler alert. Yeah, the main the good guys die, but they complete the mission, and um, they they start the revolution. They there start the, they start the revolution because the the ending is pretty cool. But I you know I mean I want to backtrack through a lot of the stuff, but that was just kind of like the rundown of okay what happens in the movie, you know the, the I do like that ending part how then you start like you have people like I don't know if they're filming a porno or what, but then you know she's, the girl opens her eyes and the guy you know he's an alien. And there's those all like people at the bar who's like, what the fuck is? You yeah, know, like, I think that's just supposed to be like a married couple having sex. Like yeah, that. like, and there's just aliens everywhere that people didn't know about. Yeah, of course, you know, how, you know, they'd get that satellite back up quick, so you'd have to kill those fuckers fast. Yeah, but yeah, so basically, showing the whole, the whole ending is left open, um, very open ended on what was going to happen, what was going to be the next step to actually stop the aliens. Yeah. All right. All right. So we need to. What do what do we want to talk about here? Because we got some different pieces here. There's the, there's the subliminal messages. Because it kind of plays with... It, it kind of plays with the whole George 
Orwell 1984 type thing. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it shows uh, it shows some cash when he was first puts his glasses on at the guy at the magazine stand and the cash says, uh, this is your God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, because, you know, that's what it is. Like, they're trying to, they're basically trying to enslave the human race to some extent and kind of keep them in like this trance. So they'll just keep working. They'll just keep doing their stuff mm-hmm. like a... Um, I almost said mimes. That's not what I was going for at all. Just like sheep, you know, like this. They're just going through the motions. The aliens are basically completely taking over society with certain other humans. And, uh, you know, they're getting all the money, basically. They're reaping all the benefits yeah, from society. They're basically making it as where the only way to get rich is to, like, to, to turn and try to help out the aliens. Like everybody else is going to be poor unless you turn and help out the alien race. Which is not that different from like people when they say that when they talk about like the whole new world order now, mm-hmm. you know, like also the tinfoil hat people. They talk about like the new world order yes. or lizard people. Like there, <laughs> there, there is a. What's funny is we laugh at this shit. What if these people are right? <laughs> you know, like what if the lizard people, the people who are claiming there are lizard people, are right about it? Like, and this is real. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, there's so many different movies about stuff like that. So, but there are. I mean, like in society, that's that's one of the interesting things for me is all the subliminal messages. A lot of that stuff is there, you know, like, yeah, it is. It's in our society now. Like, yeah. you know, love money, you know, cap- that capitalism push for some things, mm-hmm. reproduce, reproduce, have children, you know, you know, you want, you know, you want to, we push, we push sex, we push, we push a lot of things and the government pushes like a lot of misdirection type stuff so that people, I think people do, so the, the fight about dumb shit, like they try to, I think some governments, not all governments, but some pe- people in government and some governments try to divide us up by race. Oh yeah. Instead of by class, um, because they know, like, because you know, you know, to try to, you got to keep the poor people happy enough that they don't revolt, right? Like that. You, that's, well, I, what's uh, what's the quote? The quote from like Hunger Games is, "You have to give them hope, but what is it? Enough hope to control them, but not enough to start a revolution." Yeah, it's, it's not like a quote from the movie, but it, it's basically what 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 you're doing. You want to give them enough reason to live. But not pound on them so much that they organize and and fight against you. And, and that's kind of it's not that, that far. Well, and, and it's a I mean it's a true it's a true idea. I mean that's that's what happens in society. Yeah. Like because there's and J- Jordan Peterson talks about it. Too many people stacking up. At, you know you can't have too many people stacking up at zero. That's like that uh, uh Pareto. What is it called? The Pareto in, uh, principle. I can't even think of what it's called right now. But basically, there's always going to be a small percentage of people uh, that's going to stack, you know, that's going to be at the top, that's going to have most of the money. And then there's going to be a lot of people stacking up at almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it's always going to work out. Like, so let's say you even all the money out. Eventually, a lot of that money is going to go filter back up to the top. Like a, a new um, upper class would work its way out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just something that would keep working itself out over and over again. Like it's a system that you can't even control. Like, uh, you know, like uh, just on almost all things. Have you ever heard of that before? No, I, I, I get what you're talking about, the, uh, the theory and everything. I've, well, I've heard probably different versions of it, but I, I get what you're going with. Well, yeah, you listen to different news than I do. Well, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking because we were talking about Donald Trump earlier. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. But yeah, like uh, the, the Pareto principle. Pareto. Pareto. I think that's how you pronounce it. Damn it. I listen to Jordan Peterson talk about it all the time. And I've, I've done a little bit of studying on it. But it's the same idea. You have too many people stack up at zero. That's why you have to, like, control the population to some extent. And that's exactly what they're doing in this movie. It's just they're, start, they're starting to have a couple little, you know, little upheavals. 
but they're also it seems like they're also just eliminating the poor people or something. I don't know because you find that the one bum guy earlier, he becomes you know he's like in you know he's like in the fold at the end where he's like in a tuxedo doing yeah well. he turned he well he turned and helped him out and then, yeah yeah now that's how he got rich yeah yeah basically okay so you got the subliminal message part which I think is I think is interesting um, mm-hmm. what else do we got here I'm trying to think here because we got. We got badass Red Red Piper. We got badass Keith David. We got some cool music. Um, we got the subliminal messages. Yeah. Hmm. We got a lot of funny quotes. So many. There's there's so many good quotes from. I think we've already mentioned them all though, basically. But they're pretty much all from Rowdy Rowdy Piper. The movie's extremely quotable. Um, I don't know. Did we come up with a rating system yet? We have not. We I need know. to come up with something. From out the hide faces. <laughs> that, I don't know. You know that's funny because I was going to say the same thing actually. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> that that makes sense, right? That makes sense. Formaldehyde faces is is a is a great thing. It's a good thing, yeah. And it's fun. I mean, it's funny. And her face did look like a formaldehyde face. He's like, you, you're fucking ugly, or whatever he says to her. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And everybody's like shocked. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe he can see us. I can't believe he's saying that to that woman. Like all the humans are standing yeah. around, like, oh god, I can't believe he's being so mean. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so uh, so what are we gonna go with here? We got formaldehyde faces. I'm trying to think of what else you really got. You know, hmm. Um, all right, I think we're gonna go with formaldehyde faces, right? It's the only good thing we could come up with. So. Yeah, because I mean, we had the bitches in heat, but it's not a direct quote from the movie. It would just be kind of a play, and it sounds. I mean, bitches in heat. It's not a little sexist these days. Not if you're talking about dogs. Yeah, but I mean, we're kind of <laughs> we're sensitive men, right? Aren't we sensitive? <laughs> Is this podcast sensitive? morally insensitive maybe <laughs> you're like your filter got like your first hundred thoughts and you're like yeah to, thought 2688 says yeah. fuck you yeah like <laughs> you had to really go through like i could see it in your face like okay i can't say that no 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 yep okay my wife listens to this podcast <laughs> no i don't care about that <laughs> all right so that works um i, I guess, do care but, about lawyers and legal issues but that's about it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um um but I guess before we get to the rating system, because what, what are we rating again? We're rating the cast, the cast plot or plot, story, um, special effects, special and effects sound. And sound. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same. But I, since it was your first time, what do you what do you think about the movie? I know you were kind of. I know I understand it's hard. Like when you go just to watch an '80s movie, and you just throw it on, and then it's like it's your very first time without having that connection to it when you're young, um, like I do. I no, and I always... totally get that because you were kind of like that with Dark Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's just been a while, dude. I mean, Dark Crystals, you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I get it. I thought it was it was good. I feel like it needed to be fleshed out more. Um, I get why you really kind of gravitated toward this movie. I think if I would have seen it when I was younger, I would have liked it a lot more. And it's not because it's a bad movie. It's not. Um, it's just kind of almost cliche 80s. Is how it, I would almost put it. Yeah, no, it's it certainly is. It's not that, like, uh, I mean, it could be in the same genre as like Army of Darkness. You know, it has that B movie. Oh, it's definitely B movie campiness. It almost has like a, the parts of it to me almost were like made for TV movie. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't. Th- I don't think that that's. And I know. Right, I don't think it I, probably it's was. It's been a long time, though. It's just the way some the way some of the scenes were. I was like, oh, this looks like it was shot for TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, this looks like a movie that would have like a wrestler as the main actor, <laughs> yes. you know, or something yeah. like that. Um. So, 
as far and I like some bad movies. I mean, I like some bad. So I I can't rate this bad because I don't think it's bad. But it's probably it's probably a B minus C plus if I had to rate it for me. It, what like about said, what about a number? Because what what, what uh, well, I know I, I know we're going nine or something or what or what is it? Conan was seven one on yeah or uh, something like that. I am or no was, yeah IMDb I believe. Um, and this got a seven. You said seven three. Seven three. Which 7. 3. which and it had me. like seventy thousand votes. It wasn't didn't didn't have like a thousand. Yeah, it wasn't votes like or something five like that. people. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I mean, because it's like you know, John. Like I said, John Carpenter just himself. He brings a certain like gravitas to a film, right? Like that's just I would agree. It's with what that. he does. Yeah. Um. So I think you know you're, you're probably gonna get a little higher score anyway, but just the way the way a lot of it's shot. I mean, it's. And the and the way they incorporate the theme music, I think there's a lot of stuff that's well done. But uh, okay, should we just get to the rating system? Yeah, because I think that's. What, I mean, you kind of gave your rundown. I yeah, think that's fair. Give my give my. You know, the, the, and like I said, I grew up with this movie. I probably started watching it when I was like eight years old. Um, and it has that kind of, it does. It has that kind of cliche uh, hero. You know, like the the only thing yeah. that's like different from most of the movies that I watch is that the heroes die at the end. Um, which That's is like true. Not a lot of those type of movies, the heroes die at the end. And I'm not that big on most movies that do that. But this movie, like, it makes sense how it happens. And you know, the 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 Frank's the Frank's well, so fucked up. And if you, it would kind of be changing the arc of the movie if they actually lived at the end, because the whole arc of the movie is the whole revolution. People get crushed every time they do anything. Yeah, and well, so. I mean, and I mean, just logistically, how the hell would they get out? You know, <laughs> like, like yeah, exactly. Because they were they were like behind enemy lines, dude. There's no way. There's just nothing you could do. Right. Well, I guess that's that's the thing. I guess it's kind of a question to me. It's like the end. They're in like the actual cable fifty four newsroom where they shoot the the cable show. But is that like an actual building in L A. or is that actually like their spaceship? That's what I'm. You're not a hundred percent sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and because I'm not sure either you mean you mean at the very end yeah right? at the very end like because like, they, the they, no, they didn't go through another portal exactly and they're not I don't think they're on another planet I think they're on a spaceship but but then when you come up all the way up the stairs you're standing on top of a skyscraper that looks like it's like a major city yeah it's, that's what I mean is it supposed to be like they just teleported you to that building in L.A. and went to the roof. That's where it was, or is it like really their spaceship? It just yeah. looks like this. Like I mean, it kind of it's kind of confusing. I'm I'm not sure about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure about a lot of it. And I know um, you're not supposed to be thinking about it that much. Well, and, but I mean, some of it is. Some some of it's it, but it does seem like it's some kind of a model of the world. It's weird. It's very like it's very very weird how they did it. I guess maybe I don't know enough about it. Maybe there's more information that I just don't know. Yeah, and I know it was based off of a short story. And it would be interesting to see how long that short story is and like how much they had to really expand it to make yeah. this work. Um, so that would be very interesting. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, like I said, I've, I my <laughs> everything I have is going to be biased in this, especially in all the ratings. It's just uh, for you know, just warning you now because I I absolutely love the film. So. Okay, so we're going with formaldehyde phases? Yes. All right, you want to start with uh, cast? Cast? I think the cast actually was pretty good. There's a couple actors that was kind of meh. Uh, like uh, Meg Foster, I wasn't a big fan of in this movie. I don't like her, but she is weird enough to be like iconic it the, and I guess remembered. It does it, fit. It's so bizarre, Because though. to like, me, it's her eyes. Like, if you, like every time I see well, for some reason. There's no expression on her face always. Yeah, like, and, but she's a like, human. But she's just talking in like yeah. this monotone 
all the time like she is like like she's in a trance but i guess yeah. that might make sense because they are trying to like put these people in a trance and she is like stuck there yeah um so i, I guess i should say i don't like her character but know. she did a good job is that because it's i don't think she was like really being a bad actress per se i think it was like how she was directed and she's like in a trance no i um, get where you're coming from that's just I the thing know. it's like i don't like her <laughs> But I don't like her character. I don't like her, but I don't know if that that doesn't necessarily mean she's a bad yeah. actress. Yeah, I don't like her character for sure. Um, so yeah, so no, I have the same thing. Keep going. Um, no, I think the cast does a pretty good job, um, and there's a lot of like faces just from watching TV and other movies that you'll recognize, but they're more of uh, just kind of people you'll know in passing, I guess is how you would say it. Yeah. Um, well, just running people you run into, and I can't remember all their names. It doesn't matter, but yeah. Uh, yeah, people on the construction recognize. site, people at the church, uh, people you know at the you know wherever they're at at the end, the spaceship or whatever, mm-hmm. just random people. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. You yeah, know? he's like, been in. Who's, I don't know that guy. I know name, I've seen but... him. Where does he come from? Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's bad. I would probably give it, casting wise. Uh, I know I hate giving threes, but I'm probably going to give it a three out of five on the cast. Formaldehyde faces. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four out of five formaldehyde faces. Guys, think this because most of it's focused on Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Keith David, and I think Keith David is excellent. Those two do a good job. Yeah, Keith David's excellent. Rowdy Rowdy Piper for for a wrestler is really good, but I think he kind of lowers it a bit. Um, he's not Keith David level, and even Keith David. I mean, this time Keith David done the thing, and he's he actually had done quite a few good movies by then. So I can't say too much. He was about probably it. the biggest actual named actor. In the yeah, movie. but I mean, some of the other people do pretty well. I'm giving a four out of five, regardless. I think yeah. it's just pretty strong. Although, All if right. I had to rate my wrestlers, yeah, Ventura, I, I Ventura still like, is better than Rowdy. I still like. I was a, I was a big Rowdy Rowdy Piper fan. So I, I mean, even, you know, even I'm talking about that, acting though. Acting to me, Ventura is is a notch higher than Rowdy. Yeah, Rowdy well, well, I think this Rowdy Rowdy Piper didn't have a lot of. I don't think he had a tremendous... I mean, other than his uh, performances in wrestling and how that would carry over. Yeah, that could work. But other yes. than that, I don't think that works too well. Okay, so uh, so plot. Uh, plot's pretty good. I mean, I really do kind of like the story. My problem with the story isn't that it's bad. It's just I feel like there should have been more of it. Um, and I know that's part of it just because it's just a shorter film. But... Um, whew. I don't know that I can, I'm going to give probably anything in this movie like great great scores um just Don't because fucking do it <laughs> swear to God. i'm not gonna give i'm not fuck gonna give anything like a two I'm gonna fuck, I, but i I'm think i can walk out of this yeah. place I think I have to give that a three too, uh, three three out of five from Aldehyde Faces. For you me just also. don't like this movie. You just hate everything. I, I do You're just yeah. shitting on everything I love. No, I'm just joking. No, I'm just shitting on it. I'm kidding. It I'm kidding. Because you weren't sure. You weren't sure. I think I think everybody has to be at least introduced to this movie, regardless. Well, and there's some um, movies that you really have to watch a few times before you really like them. Yeah, like my suggestion would be is you start watching it with your son now. And then when he grows up, then I can talk to him about it. And be like, hey, you like that? And he'd be like, oh, I fucking love that movie. And I'd be like, you see, boy? <laughs> like, you, you see what you did? Now, see, I have those type of movies, too. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I have some of those, too. Like, nobody will probably understand or know what this movie is because it's a car movie that's nobody will know about. But, like, Tulane Blacktop, like, if you first time you watch that, you're like, what the hell was that? That movie was awful. And then, like, I've seen it probably 20 times now. I love Tulane Blacktop. It's a car movie. It, and, uh, to be honest, I don't think I've ever yeah, seen it. Yeah, very few people have probably really actually seen it. Um, it was The only reason it was made is because they were trying to make another movie like American Graffiti. American, I know American Graffiti. Yeah. So, uh, 
But anyway, so that that would be my version of like if I sat sat you down and had you watch Two Lane Blacktop, you'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" Especially if you're not a car guy. Now, car guys are probably gonna like it a little bit more because it's all about cars and racing and stuff like that. But yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing is it more of like a serious car racing kind of movie? I guess maybe we shouldn't get too far off topic. Yeah, but but, but, but um, you know what I mean. There's yeah, like, hear, it's a cult like followed movie, but a lot of people just don't get it. Yeah, and I I think this movie's good. I mean, I like it, but it's, it's just great. not. It's great, Brian. It's not in the four or five. Range <laughs> it's great, Brian. <laughs> okay, so what'd you give on the plot? I give it a three. See, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna go at least I'm gonna one up you every time like I try to do in real and life. It's too. only because it has if it was fleshed out for more, I could give it a four or five. I just feel like it wasn't fleshed out enough. Well, but it's pretty. I mean, the 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 problem with the story, I think, is is just it is very simple. It is very simplistic. Like it's kind of it's very straightforward. There's not a lot of extra meat on it, like in terms of where these people come from. You don't maybe yeah. you don't get a great idea of where the characters you know, I come guess, from and what they do and what they like their wants in life. Yeah. Like, does he have a family? What is he doing? Like, you, you get a little piece about his his dad used to like. Um, what do you say? Like, hold a razor blade to his throat when he was thirteen. Yeah, and he, he ran was away or something abused. like that. That's a weird. That was a weird thing to throw in. I think it it, it is weird. I think I think that is definitely weird. Um, Because I'm guessing they were like, well, we got to add in something. It it reminds me of the, in the director's cut or not director's cut, but in the extended version of Conan the Barbarian, when Conan is sitting there at the end uh, with Subutai before like the last major battle, and he's he's explaining how he used to go in the forest with his father and eat wild blueberries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're talking about yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of maybe it's even more weird because at least there was some background on that Conan had a father. And, yeah, you know, like beginning. you knew Conan's father. Right? Yeah, so that's the difference. <laughs> but to me, they're both they're both kind of out of place. Like the director was like, "Oh, we got to add a little bit in on his backstory," but then it just didn't flow right. And then it yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't work correctly, which probably is why in Conan the Barbarian in the original version it, that that scene wasn't there. Um, yeah, so that scene. Plus, <laughs> Frank doesn't even really respond to it. He just kind of passes it. Because he jumps to something, he like jumps to like, oh, yeah. Why it's are like they Frank even, doesn't even give a. He's shit. like, why are they even here? It's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, your dad like was gonna cut your throat, but who gives a fuck? Why are these aliens here? <laughs> yeah, like, he They've doesn't even been here all along. Doesn't even acknowledge it. Like, <laughs> you think he'd give him a hug or something, but nothing, nothing happens. Well, you know, this is still the '80s. It's, it's yeah, guys yeah, don't you care. can't, you can't, well, can't, you can't have feelings. Oh no, you get, you can't. Like that's <laughs> having feelings is gay. Yeah, yeah that's total. <laughs> that's, that's total, total 80s. 80s. Yes, that's, that, that's how '80s. That's how the '80s were. And we should you know respect that about the eighties. Um, all right, so I, I would probably give it a four out of five. Though again, well shit. Now I'm gonna go with you. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna back off of what I just said. I'm gonna go with a three out of five. It is a simple. It, it is a simple plot. And I have to give them. Now there's some movies where they make you tr- try to overanalyze everything. So I give them props for not making you overanalyze stuff and make it fairly straightforward. So I do give them props for that. But uh, I just feel like. As far as like the alien race type of thing goes, I feel like there should have been a little bit more. Yeah, um, there definitely could be a lot more. It is pr- it's pretty bare bones. It is straightforward though, so I don't think it's bad. I think it's still strong. Um, strong enough to get you know three out of five above above average. Um, I don't know. So I, I still I still enjoy it, but it, it could have definitely had more. All right. So now uh, where are we at there? Special effects. Special effects. So you get so in some of the special, special effects, well, you get the glasses and everything's kind of in black true. and white, yeah. and then you get the aliens, which I, I felt like it was kind of oh uh, Twilight Zone ish. Yeah, well, it kind of was. It kind of was like Twilight Zone ish, or like was Invasion by Snatch. One of those was black and white, weren't they? 
Was there an older body? There was an older body, and then there's a newer one. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the newer the, one. Was the older like one was 70s. black and white, right? Yes. Okay, because it kind of it reminded me of some like old school black and white horror films. Definitely, yeah, definitely and, uh, like that. Yeah, it had that same kind of vibe. Um, and I like the old black and white horror movies. Um, yeah, so you so you get so you get that you get the the goofy things. I mean, I I know I don't want to like load you know already, but there's like some sometimes there's like little flying saucer thingies. Which are you know, very fifties B movie, B yeah. Movie. Which it is. It's almost like he's well, and, but I mean, even like like a lot of the people in all their suits and stuff, like it, it's kind of old school anyway. Like everything, everybody. Yeah, I feel suits, like every time he puts the glasses kind of, on, it's almost like fifties old school. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, and and you know and that's just what and yeah because the, the little UFO things it is kind of like fifty style, but they mm-hmm. kind of look a little goofy. There's some goofiness to some of it. Yeah. Um, it's not done bad. It's just, I mean, I don't know the budget of this movie, but it was probably not the highest budget movie in the world as far as special effects and everything. Um, I can't knock it too hard because there's not a whole lot of special effects in this movie, really. Um, yeah, I can't give it a bad score. I'm not going to give it like a one or a two. Uh, I don't feel like it's, it's another one of those to me. This is kind of just like a, kind of probably a three out of five from out of face all the way across the board to me. It's kind of how I feel about this one. I'm I've, I'm upset by what you're saying over there. <laughs> I think on this one though, I I mean I think I also kind of have to go with you because there's not there's not a lot, right? I mean there's not there's, a yeah there's not a whole lot of, and it's not done bad. Um, no, because I mean it's done. I mean because you get like this stuff at the end, uh, you know how it looks, and you get the the aliens look cool. I mean they look like you know like I don't like them. Um, yeah, they, but, but the some of the other effects are kind of goofy. Funny, yeah. Some of the other effects are definitely goofy. Uh, so I'm also going to give it a 3 out of 5 for Maldahide Faces, because that, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. So we have the soundtrack. W- yeah, that was the last one, right? Yeah, which the soundtrack to me, other than the theme, what else is there? Well, there, there's there's little pieces here and there, but most of the time it's the theme, yeah. like and the way they use it. Uh, and the budget the budget was $4 million, by the way, and it made, so made $13 million. Then it did pretty good. For, really, you know, yeah. For I mean... For what I mean, making making that much money at that time. Because I mean, if he just uh, like what Running Man was like a ten or twelve million dollar budget, and it made what twenty or thirty. I can't I can't remember. It was something like that. I know it was Army of Darkness. Like Army of Darkness has very similar numbers to this. Actually, I think it costs more to make, but the gross I think are very similar. Yeah. So I mean, really, it made good money for as much as it cost yeah, to make. Yeah, it's at least decent. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so you get the soundtrack, and I so I can already feel. You already said, keep going. You go ahead and this is the one that I might give it lower parade. than three. Give it, give it shit all over the, my whole parade, Brian. But because um, <laughs> I I honestly don't remember any music other than the theme. But music. the theme music was so great. <laughs> In your opinion, <laughs> da dum, da dum, dum. yeah. I mean, Keep it's going. not as memorable as like like. Well, for example, we watched that little bit of T two. Like the theme music for T two is like like ingrained in my skull forever like i think that's one of the Th- coolest that's because they were able to do more in the 90s yeah. <laughs> no, i'm just i'm just making excuses at this point well but that, even predator like even the predator theme is like ingrained in my head you know okay that's not fair either you, can't, you just gotta take it for what it is brian all right so go ahead <laughs> so i know i said it's probably three across the board but i, I kind of you're probably gonna hate me for this but i'm gonna no, give it two out of five for maldehyde faces on my, the sound shit all over my fucking movie I mean, it's not like I care. You know, it's not like I'm attached <laughs> to this film. All right, well, I'm, just to just to uh, 
uh, to rebalance this out. I'm going to give it five out of five. This, the, the theme song is so great. Like the theme song is so perfect. You know, it starts off in the beginning. You get, you get different pieces of it here and there throughout the movie. It's going to be at the beginning of this podcast. You know, this and, is true. It will be. You know, it, it's it's. I think it's extremely well done. It, you know, and I know it's. There's not a whole lot of. There's a little bit. Of, I think there's a little bit of other stuff, but it's not much. And it could even be like I, I don't know. I've never heard the theme song in its entirety. Could be pieces of that same song that were put throughout the rest Maybe, of the movie. Yeah. I know they. I know they use it over and over again because like every time they're going to switch scenes, they kind of jump back into that theme song. But it's so catchy, and it just it does something for me. I don't know. Like it sets a mood, and they keep it you know the same throughout. I, I like I like what they do with it, even though it's I guess it's pretty simple and they don't do enough. But I think that's pretty cool. I I, I don't know. I've I've always loved it. I think that that's a when I hear that song I'm like oh my god it's a, it's they live, you know like it's it's iconic and it, yeah. and John Carpenter is also kind of known, his a lot of some of his movies are kind of just known for it to begin with. Um, yes, I really enjoy those. All right, so is that about it then? Do you have anything else to say yeah, about the movie? The best part of this movie to me was definitely the quotes. Yeah, the, uh, the quotes are the best. Rod, you know Roddy Piper's actually I think pretty good. Uh, really, yeah, uh, I think he's pretty <laughs> good. Fucker, <laughs> yeah. You cheap shot motherfucker, whatever he says. That's, well, see, that's how that's, Keith David says that. Yeah, Keith David says that, and it's so hilarious. But it's funny because he just cheap shot at him. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it, there's there's a lot of, there are a lot of funny lines from Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, just him talking shit to people, dude. I mean, just, it's funny, you know, the whole, because he completely flips from nice guy to, you know, yeah, B movie actor just guy. Like, happy go lucky. Bruce Campbell guy, you know? Yeah, like, he's I've like, had some bad days, but. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Def, yeah, no, that would be, yeah, like, definitely switch from S smart employee to badass. Yeah, like, it, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's still great, dude. That, that whole, you know, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm out of bubble gum. It's such a well known line. Yeah. It's perfectly delivered. Um, and there's, you know, there's just a few one liners throughout the movie that are just really well done. But I guess that's probably about it. All right. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? Um, I don't think so. We're going to try to start doing our Final Fantasy epi- mini episode series. I know we've talked about it for a while, but we're actually going to try to record that. So, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And so are we. All right, we're out of here, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. They have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful. And they have blinded us to the truth. Our human spirit is corrupted. Why do we worship greed? Because outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us, perched on top of us from birth to death, are our owners. Our owners. They have us. They control us. They are our masters. Wake up. They're all about you, all around you. <laughs>